your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and make sure to tell them Locked On sent you. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, the Bar Down Beauties join the show to help preview Game 3 of the Wild Golden Knights series. And we recap a little bit of Game 2, plus we play a fun little game to finish things off here today. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked On Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last two years exclusively covering the Minnesota Wilds. Well, let's get into it as the Bar Down Beauties give us a great preview of tonight's Game 3. As promised, Wild fans, we've got a special treat for you on today's episode of Locked on Wild. We are joined by the dynamic duo of Alexis Pearson and Jesse Pierce. The Bar Down Beauties podcast is here to help us look ahead to Game 3 of the Wild Vegas Golden Knights series. Ladies, it's uh, it's been a while since we've had a chance to do this, so welcome. And uh, I'm sure you guys are both as, as chipper today as I am, so uh, <laughs> thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having us. The kids let me sleep in until like seven, so I got like six <laughs> hours of sleep, give or take. So that was really nice. Always a positive. Uh, my non-existent kids let me sleep in until eight thirty, so that's a positive, I suppose. <laughs> I I've had this weird thing that's happened for the last like two weeks that I wake up at four thirty exactly every day, no Strange. alarm, nothing. <laughs> and so I did that today, and then I was like, "Yep, I just went to bed like two hours ago." So we're gonna we're <laughs> go gonna back this, to bed a yeah, little bit. <laughs> we're not gonna do this. So obviously, game two, not the way we wanted it, but still, some good things to take away from uh, a three to one loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. And I wanted to just start diving in a little bit uh, with some of the things that we liked, some of the things we didn't. So I'll ask both of you, what was one thing you liked about game two? Uh, to start off, uh, Alexis, you go first. Uh, one thing I liked was I thought the Wild were taking good chances in game two. The Wild have been a team who a lot of times will try to make the perfect pass. They won't take shots. They'll pass up on opportunities. And I thought in game two, especially, they were taking opportunities when they had them. They were shooting the puck. They were trying to get bodies in front of the net, especially that first period. They got a lot of bodies in front of the net and were trying to get those rebounds. So I like that they were taking opportunities. We've seen how well Flurry has played in these first two games. Um, and so you don't want to pass pass up on any opportunities because it's been hard to uh, get the puck past them as they've only scored two goals so far in these first two games. So uh, shooting the puck is a big key, and I thought they did that well in game two. Jesse, what was one thing you liked in game two? Way to take the obvious, Alexis. No, just I think the the speed and energy, you saw that in the second and third periods in game one, but I think you saw that from the jump in game in game two there, which was very exciting. Obviously, everyone knows it's all about how you start the game. Minnesota Wild, I think, had the momentum early on. So I think that was huge. That and block shots cannot um, emphasize that enough. Matt Dumba dropping for, I think, like 10 or something like that, um, which is really good because I thought he kind of struggled in game one. So to see him come back in game two, and really lay it all out on the line was uh, particularly exciting for me. Uh, one that I liked that I'll just throw in to kind of finish here is big theme for me has been ever since uh, Marcus Foligno's reaction to the Kirill Kaprizov uh, back check has been putting the fear of God into players. <laughs> and Ian Cole putting the fear of God into Ryan Reeves 
um, and taking him down to the ice to where you can see Reeves' face, and he's like, oh, are we really doing this? <laughs> and it didn't really go anywhere, but at the same time, I liked the fact that ever since that, uh, that game where Felino uh, got in the fight, we've seen this wild team kind of say, you know what, we're not going to let you guys do your thing and, uh, and push us around anymore. So that's been, that's been refreshing, at least from my eyes. Uh, obviously, there were some things that the Wild can work on. So let's go uh, one thing that frustrated you uh, about the Game 2 defeat. Jesse, what do you think? Kevin Fiala needed absolute help. I felt like yeah. he was kind of very alone, not to directly call out Marcus Johansson or Victor Rask. I think we've seen better games from them without question, but it seemed like Kevin Fiala was a one-man team every time he was out on the ice. Um, so I think you either need to maybe shimmy that line around a little bit and get him some help as he's hungry or you know figure out what's going on with Johansson and Rask. Um, you know, turnovers for Johansson were just glaring. They resulted in a goal for Vegas, um, and Victor Rask also kind of not the same. It, I would say turnovers in general were better, but between turnovers and leaving Fiala all by himself, that needs to be improved upon for game three. Alexis, one thing that frustrated you about game two. I was going to say turnovers too. And just to take it one step further is, you know, Vegas is a fast team. So you know that they take advantage of those kind of opportunities. You know that they can shoot the puck um, and you know that they're good off the rush. So it's never good to turn the puck over against anybody, but especially against a team like Vegas, when the wild themselves are getting really good opportunities, you're making those plays happen. You're shooting the heck out of the puck and the goals just aren't coming right now. I I assume if they continue to do this, those goals will come later on in this series uh, and hopefully in series to come if they get past this first round. Um, But in a game like that where these first two games have been so tight turnovers really can I mean Petrangelo turned the puck over for the OT winner and that's what yep. ended game one and uh, so in game two I agree with Jesse 100% that turnovers you need to tighten those up because you're doing so many other things really well and if you can tighten that up um, and minimize those mistakes I guarantee you have better outcomes in future games my biggest frustration with game two is just how much 18 seconds can suck the absolute <laughs> life out of a team you yeah. get the 1-0 lead 18 seconds later, it's gone, and the Wild never recovered after that. And so, you know, we talk about first period, second period, third period, entire game spectrum, 18 seconds. If they can figure out some other thing to do in that amount of time, I think that game takes on a whole different look, yet here we are. But, you know, coming home with a 1-1 split in the first two games on the road against the Vegas Golden Knights, got to feel pretty good about that, especially considering... I think we can all agree that the Wild have looked like the better team for a large majority of the games. So, you know, 1-1 split. We would have loved 2-0. I would have loved the sweep because I don't like Vegas, but hey, (laughs) we'll take what we can get, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. You couldn't have asked for much better. A 1-1 is a win coming out of Vegas, as you saw that crowd, too. I mean, their home ice advantage is in full force. So for Minnesota Mm -hmm. to sneak one away, especially against Marc-Andre Fleury, is a tremendous feat. We'll tell you what, ladies, let's uh, let's take a quick pause here, and then we will continue to look ahead to Game 3. The Bar Down Beauties joining Locked on Wild today to preview Game 3 of the Wild Golden Knights series. That's next here on Locked on Wild. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and for do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Make sure to go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. 
They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. So head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Continuing to look ahead to the third game of the Wild Vegas Golden Knights series, and we are joined by Alexis Pearson and Jesse Pierce, the Bar Down Beauties, making an appearance on Locked on Wild today. Let's talk Marc-Andre Fleury, the wizard, the uh, whatever you want to call him, has been just sensational through two games for the Vegas Golden Knights so far in this series. And obviously, if the Wild are going to win at home, if they're going to win this series, they got to crack that egg. So... Anything that that either of you have noticed in particular that the Wild could potentially exploit, or is it a matter of simply just continuing to pepper him with shots and hope that they uh, they catch him out of position more often than they don't? Um, Jesse, go ahead. I mean, I think there are a couple things. He still lets out some really big rebounds. I think Minnesota really yeah. needs to capitalize on those juicy rebounds that are let out, uh, let out by Flurry. Um, but I think really it's just kind of keeping at it. We asked Dean Evson this morning during media availability, what do you do? And he's like, I don't know. Do you guys have ideas? He's willing to take them. <laughs> I mean, certainly it seems like wild players seem to be favoring Flurry's glove side, which is where he's doing well. But I mean, ultimately, I think it's just continue that pressure on him. They're doing a great job. They're, they're getting the great A chances down low, but crashing in and getting those second and third opportunities is where they're going to see success against Marc-Andre. Alexis, what say you? Um, yeah, I agree with Jesse. And uh, to add to it, I would say avoiding frustration. We've seen this wild team face off against really good goalies in the playoffs, especially in recent years here. Um, and I think that it does get tough when you see these great A chances happening minute after minute, shift after shift, and they're not going in. Um, even when you get the game one victory um, and then come back and you're only able to get one goal in that game too in another close game. But just avoiding frustration, keeping at it, continuing to get those shots, trying to be as creative as you can. I think they've been very creative in the first two games already, um, but you just can't let him get to you because, as Jesse said, Flurry does give up big rebounds. We know that the Wild specifically, specifically are a team that can exploit Marc-Andre Flurry. He's yep. had a tough time against this Minnesota Wild team, and the Minnesota Wild know that. And if you can keep that in the back of your mind as you continue to generate these chances, I really do think they can find a way to crack him. Um, if you take the foot off the, the, the gas now, uh, you don't stand a chance to win this series. You're doing a lot of things right just try to find some ways to get that puck in the back of the net um and uh, persistence is going to be the key to that um do we have any concerns with cam talbot's game two performance kind of leaking into the rest of the series i mean he was he was brilliant in game one and a lot of what happened in uh in game two was not necessarily his fault that that 18 seconds that i alluded to not really anything he can do about it because it seems like everybody else in front of him fell asleep to allow that goal. Um, so I guess I'll just ask both of you, um, are, we, uh, are we thinking that Talbot bounces back here in Game 3 and has as strong of a performance as he did in Game 1? Uh, Alexis, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think so. And Talbot, just like the rest of the Minnesota Wild, is tremendously good at home. He's only lost yep. one or two at home, um, as have the entire Minnesota Wild. So I think, you know... Even the goals that were let in, as you had mentioned, Seth, they weren't terrible goals. They weren't goals that made you go, oh, man, what <laughs> happened there? Um, so I think there's really no concern. And, and truthfully, 
Dean Evans going to ride Cam without question until he absolutely has yeah. to look at making a change. So I have full confidence that Cam Talbot will look stellar in between the pipes uh, in game three. Alexis, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, as do I. That second game, really only the second goal was the only goal that I kind of looked at. I'm like, ah, I should have had that with your glove. You make that glove save. The puck never goes behind the net. Then it never pops back out front and ends up uh, behind you. That was really the only goal where I'm like, I wish you would have done something a little bit differently. But overall, you know, goalies are going to make mistakes in a game too. You got to score more than a goal to to win these games for the most part. Um, So I don't look at that game and blame Cam Talbot. And I don't have concern um, because, you know, he, he played tremendous in game one. And if he can just find a way to get back to that and if the guys in front of him can continue to block shots like they did in game two and can start to find more ways to put that puck behind Marc-Andre Fleury the more that the team in front of you scores the more confidence you get that you can say hey I can stop the next puck that comes my way I can help contribute to this win as well Um, and as Jesse said he's played incredible at home and you know that that those Minnesota Wild fans are going to be rocking at the Exxon Energy Center for the next couple of games um, and as long as the series goes on so yeah I'm I'm not concerned at all I've been impressed with the way he's played in the first two games here it'll be nice that Talbs doesn't sound like booze and dudes right? <laughs> yes. for him at, at the X so uh, wild fans could have a little fun with that and try to do flu for flurry that's assuming you see him you know yeah fun yeah. little fact Peter DeBoer we talked to him this morning and they've been splitting that tandem so handily and yeah. for them to even play him two in a row is very uncharacteristic <laughs> and so he said he's not sure he knows that flurry's done it before and obviously he's playing tremendous but they're also a very capable goaltender in Robin Lehner, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, play Lehner, I dare you, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one thing I'll add about Talbot, just uh, before we move on to our favorite subject, of course, the power play and the penalty kill, uh, playoff cam hits different. So I, uh, yeah. I have no reason to doubt him heading into game three. Okay, penalty kill, power play. Power play's been dry so far here in the playoffs, and the penalty kill led up that super weird goal at the end of the game in game two which unit needs to step up more here um, throughout the rest of the series is it the penalty kill is it the power play are we worried about either it could be that as well Uh, Alexis what do you think I have a firm belief that at all points of the season, the penalty kill is more important uh, to be good at than the power play. Um, If you're a really good five on five team and you can also kill off penalties, you're probably going to win most games. Um, It's not fun to see your team have the advantage and not be able to score on it. As we saw the wild uh, not able to do for most of this season. Um, But I just think having a strong penalty kill and really sticking it to a team and saying, you got the extra guy. We're not going to let you put this puck in the back of the net. That can give you just as much momentum as a power play goal or, or something like that or a strong power play. So I think that if you can be good on the penalty kill, um, that's going to do you some favors, especially because, you know, power plays are going to be so few and far between in the playoffs. I mean, it really takes a lot for them to call a heavily penalized game in the playoffs, um, as as we've seen so far in these first two games as well. So I think that if you can just be strong on the penalty kill when you have to and and score some five-on-five goals, you're going to do yourself some favors in a playoff series. Jesse, what you got? I mean, I love that. And obviously you can point to the very, very bad power play that the Minnesota Wild had, which they still were having success in getting the win. So, I mean, you can have a very poor power play, but I would like to see that step back up to where it was. It had kind of heated up a little bit, was looking really good. They looked like they figured out their two units, but I think if they can get that back, get that back, that could be really game changing for them, considering how much more physical you can see that the series is going to get. And maybe you're right. A lot of times refs will pocket their whistles a little bit in favor 
favor of playing the game, but as it gets more physical, the Wild would really need to capitalize on some of those power play opportunities to keep the momentum in their favor. So while Alexis picked, picked penalty kill, I'll say power play as well. Let's go. Let's let's turn that up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we we got to get uh, we got to get something going. Let's, Can let's we just have score both? goals. I mean, yeah, let's Isn't just do too both. Much to ask? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I agree. We'll tell you what. One final segment. We got to talk about the uh, massive elephant contract in the room, Zach Parisi. So uh, we'll do that uh, when we come back. Alexis Pearson, Jesse Pierce, the Bar Down Beauties podcast, joining Lockdown Wild. And we continue our Game 3 preview next. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. The Stanley Cup playoffs are underway. The NBA playoffs also underway. And Major League Baseball is in full swing. You can track all of the action at BetOnline.ag. Before the next pitch, before the opening faceoff, before the opening tip, before the tee time, make sure to head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information as well. Do not sit on the sidelines for even a second longer. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to betonline.ag on your mobile or laptop to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use that promo code locked on at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment of our Game 3 preview here on Locked on Wilds, and we are joined by the dynamic duo of the Bar Down Beauties podcast, Alexis Pearson and Jesse Pierce. I should throw some love to your producer as well, because it is, uh, <laughs> it is a full-scale production that, uh, that you guys do uh, over at the Bar Down Beauties podcast. And before we, uh, before we dive into whether or not Zach Parisi cracks the lineup, why don't we talk a little Bar Down Beauties here to give you uh, a little bit of a plug for what you have coming up. Yeah, no, thank you very much. We are excited. We've got, obviously, a lot more hockey talk coming up. <laughs> uh, it's been really fun as the playoffs have started. We've dove into some more analytics. We've had some guests on there that know their numbers far better than Alexis <laughs> or I could ever imagine. Um, but it's been going really good. We've had some really, we've been fortunate with some great guests. We've been fortunate with a good team to cover mm-hmm. this year um, and hockey to make it through. I mean, that's another thing I don't think we've talked about enough. The NHL, baby. They did it, it looks like, so yeah. far. So it's been uh, very, very exciting. Yeah, it, um, I can't say enough how much of a difference it makes having a good team to cover. I'm <laughs> friends with the uh, Locked on Twins host, Nash Walker, and that is a nightmare. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine trying to cover that team on a daily basis, and shocker, they're losing again today. So hey, they, walk, they walked off yesterday, though. <laughs> My well, snark would have been, would be off the charts. Like I don't even I can't even imagine what that would be like. People are like I'm giving this one star. I cannot handle the hate. I'd be like, bring it. I'm still. Yeah. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to stop. But yeah, it's it's been so much fun, and uh, hopefully we get a chance to crush the Avs in the second rounds. Or honestly, I'm up for the St. Louis Blues too. I don't care who it is. Just uh, yeah. just give us more playoff hockey. Speaking yeah, true. Speaking of that, we have to talk about the biggest, well, fan question <laughs> that I've seen on Facebook, and it is what can fix this wild roster that has struggled to score goals here in these first two games that, of course, is injecting Zach Parisi into this lineup. And obviously we know what's happened the last few games of the season. Parisi was a healthy scratch. That was, uh, that was a heavily debated topic. And mm-hmm. with some players who had – down games. Marcus Johansson could be one of them if you want to put him in that category. There have been a lot of people saying, well, you got to get Parisi into the lineup. 
Do we think that's something that Dean Evason looks at here in uh, in Game 3, or is Dean going to stick to, which was one of the things I loved most about Game 1, when you see Vegas making all these changes, Dean stuck to what got us here. And do, do we think that he does that here in Game 3? Do we expect changes? Do we not? What do you think? Um. Yeah, again, that was a big question this morning to, to Dean Ebsen when media spoke with him and he said he's going to take it. He gave us the very straight answer of <laughs> we're going to take it day by day. We're still evaluating yada yada. Um, I as much I understand fans clamoring. I mentioned it last night because again I wasn't super happy with some way some of the players played and you have to think Zach Parisi could come in and do a little bit better. However I think it's going to take more than just one game and a couple flat starts for uh, Minnesota to make any changes. I think Dean really likes the guys that he has on the ice. He trusts the guys that he has on the ice. Not, not to say he doesn't trust Zach Parisi but I think he's very happy with who he has. He might shake up the lines a little bit and maybe move some guys up and down but I don't know necessarily that we're going to see Zach Parisi at least for game three. I think there's going to be going to have to be a little bit more before Dean makes that call. Yeah. I said that uh, yesterday before game two, I was talking to my dad and I was like, if the wild win this game, I think Dean sticks with the lineup he has and, and gives it another game or two to see where they're at. But I said, if they lose this game and depending on how, what kind of loss it is, he might, decide to switch things up. And the reason that I would advocate for putting Zach Parise in the lineup at this point is two things. One, lots of playoff experience. He's a veteran. Yep. He's been here before and he's been here with this Minnesota Wild team and a lot of these guys on this roster. Um, and so I, I like that. I like that he knows what he's doing in this kind of situation. Um, and two, as we've talked about a lot, Marc-Andre Fleury gives a big rebounds. And where is Zach Parise always sneaking around? The front of the net, the crease yeah. area. That net front presence is what Zach Parise has always done so well. He he gets pushed around a lot for it, and he has to stand mm-hmm. his ground. Um, but it's something that's never – he's never lost that part of his game as he's aged and gone through his career, even when other areas of his game maybe aren't the same that we've seen as he's gotten older here. Um, but that part has always remained the same. And with the Wild having trouble scoring goals in these first two games, even with one win uh, in the first two games I would love to see Zach Parisi in the lineup just to see if he could maybe shake things up there at the net front and put a few pucks home for the Minnesota Wild who have had a hard time beating Marc-Andre Fleury and and we know that part of Fleury's game is exploitable so for those two reasons I would love to see it but to Jesse's point as well Dean really likes what he's got here and I wouldn't be surprised if he says nope I'm sticking with what I started with and I'm not going to do it until my hand is forced Um, Mm -hmm. so I could see it going either way honestly. Uh, final one before we get to a fun game that I literally just thought of that I think is going to play amazingly <laughs> well. Um, let's just go with prediction for game three. Do you think the Wild get it done? Do you think Vegas finds a way to regain home ice advantage? Um, ladies, what do you think? Let's go Wild. Let's let's see yeah. him do it. I think especially with how successful they've been at home. How confident they are going into it. I mean, Matt Dumba said it best last night. They're getting a whole new animal when we come back home. So I think the Minnesota Wilds will put on a good show. I mean, it's not going to be easy. It's a tall order, and that's certainly not even just like a homer-based thing. I think the Minnesota Wild truly have what it takes to get it done against this Vegas team, um, as we've seen throughout the regular season. So I would say absolutely there's no reason that they can't get at least one, though. I think that they could very easily go back and forth, back and forth with Vegas throughout this entire seven-game series. But uh, for sure, game three, victory for Minnesota. 
Yep, I, uh, I second that. I think Minnesota gets a win on home ice. Uh, Wild fans have been excited to be back in the building, and now we've got playoff hockey to add to the mix. And um, something I noticed after yesterday's game, the postgame presser with Bonino and Dumba, they looked visibly angry about the fact that they lost. And not that players are ever happy to lose, uh, but sometimes you just get the cookie-cutter answers. You get, you know, straight face. They looked really upset that the game went the way that it did. Yeah. And I really think that kind of is going to fuel a fire underneath them to come back in this third game, especially because these first two games have been so close. I mean, both of these games have been tight. They have been fun to watch. They've been energetic. They've been physical. Um, And so I think the Wild come out, take over that home ice advantage and get back on top of the Golden Knights uh, after a tough loss in game two. Um, And and like I said, just using that fire uh, of being disappointed with the way game two ended um, to get a win here in game three. I, I agree. I think the Wild win. I think they get it done. Make it two to one. Selly time on a Thursday night. Love it. Um, final thing before we go, we're going to play picks to click. This is going to be really quick. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go through all of the wild lines, and we're each going to pick a player off of that line that we think has the best chance to click and or score, get assists, get some fights in, whatever uh, whatever we think is going to happen. So. We'll just take turns going first, and I'm not even going to bother to try to write this down now. I'll just do it <laughs> after the audio has been recorded. But uh, let's just start. Alexis, we're going to go with the uh, Kaprizov and uh, Hartman and Zuccarello line. Who are you picking to click? Uh, I got to go with Zuccarello. I've loved okay. the way he's played in these first two games. Um, I think he's had a fantastic uh, a co- start to the playoffs here, and he's looked really comfortable and confident out there. Uh, so Zuccarello is my pick. Jesse, who you got? Uh, Kirill Kaprizov. We'll <laughs> go with that guy, right? Why not? No, I mean, you, he hasn't gotten more than three games without a point this season, and you could see the frustration, I think, building, leading to that penalty he had late in the game yesterday. Um, so I think he's going to be able to do something special, especially here on home ice. I'll take Ryan Hartman, guy who has looked like a man possessed in the first two games of the series. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I think all of us have a good chance with that line to uh, to have somebody bring something home. Next up, let's go to let's go to the uh, the other line that has really been clicking here: the um, Jordan Greenway, Jewel Eriksonek, and Marcus Foligno line. Jesse, you get to go first for this one. Oh, good because I'm do- going with my boy Jeek, uh, Jewel Eriksonek <laughs> for sure. I mean, I want all of the points for him this year. I mean, he's just doing tremendous. Has really developed into his own, and uh, he finds that net front presence as we had mentioned with his big body down there, and he gets in their grill. And uh, Jewel Eriksonek's my guy. I am going to go next, and I am going to take Jordan Greenway. Yes, I know who's on the board, who's left, and part <laughs> of it is me doing a service to the president of the Felino fan club, but honestly, I feel like Jordan Greenway has really good games after he kind of gets in a scrum, and the fact that he was right in the middle of that uh, of that mess uh, in the uh, the second period, I think it was, I think he finds a way to get it going here in uh, in game three so that leaves one player left on the board alexis i think i know where you're going <laughs> well it would be completely against my brand and probably <laughs> illegal for me to not pick marcus felino so um i really like the p- way he's played though more so than just the physical side i thought he was getting creative with some of the ways that he was moving around the ice in game two uh and i kept feeling like he was maybe gonna score at some point that was just just watching him play i was like ah, he, he's getting there he's getting close to contributing to a goal here even if he doesn't put the puck in the back of the net himself uh and i'm still waiting for him to fight ryan reeves at some point the season so at the very least give me that it'll happen okay <laughs> two more lines to go we'll we'll go rapid fire here the fiala johansson and victor rask line i get to go first this time and obviously i'm going to take kevin fiala 
It's just how this works. It's how my, could you? It's my show. I get to do what I want. And hat, we have to choose somebody. <laughs> we well, honestly, <laughs> you can uh, you can pass if you want to, but that's negative points if they get points. That's true. I'll go Victor Rask if I'm going second. Okay. I was going to take Victor Rask, but I, I guess I'll go Marcus <laughs> Johansson. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. So we got comeback game. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll watch. That'll be the that'll be the line yeah. that has the most points in game three. It's just yeah, how this probably. Works. Final line, the the favorite line, the fun line. Uh, Nick Benino, Nick Bugstad, and Nico Sturm. Uh, Jesse, you go ahead. Um, let's go, Nico Sturm. Okay. I I just love everything about him. He's uh he's great. Go Sturm. Get him on that Caprizov offline. line. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, Alexis, you go next. I'm gonna go Benino. He's got the playoff experience. Uh, now now prove it a little bit here on this Minnesota Wild roster. Okay, I'll take uh, I'll take Bugstad for uh, for one of those kind of gritty veteran goals in game yeah. three. I like he's that. He's great at home. He knows how to score at home too. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see. And I'm going to I'll be on Lockdown Wilds Twitter throughout the game keeping tally, see where we end up. And uh, may the best picker win. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me here today. Um, listeners of Lockdown Wild, if you haven't checked out the Bar Down Beauties podcast yet, you're definitely missing out. So make sure to uh, check them out before we let you go, little ladies. Where can everybody follow you on Twitter? You can follow me at Jesse underscore Pierce, J-E-S-S-I underscore P-I-E-R-C-E. And mine is at Alexis Mariana, M-I-R-J-A-N-A. And go follow Bardown Beauties, too, while you're at it. Heck yeah, Bardown Beauties pod. Outstanding, <laughs> ladies. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game, and uh, we will chat again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Seth. A huge thank you to Alexis Pearson and Jesse Pierce of the Bardown Beauties podcast for joining today to help preview Game 3 of Wild Golden Knights. Make sure to follow them wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts as well. And for a little intel on the Vegas Golden Knights, make sure to check out Locked On Golden Knights as well and uh, follow them wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. Let's hope the Wilds get to 2-1 and one in the series tonight. Regardless of what happens, we will break it down in full tomorrow on another edition of Locked On Wild.